Hi everyone, welcome to Hires Hollywood, the podcast where we pitch ideas for the shows Hollywood should be making. We're your co-hosts, Jackie and Diana, who are living the millennial dream of starting our own podcast, which is just an updated version of starting our own band. Um, to help get to know us, here's a little fun fact about Jackie. Uh, she thinks that she's a Hufflepuff, but she is truly a Gryffindor because she is brave and does wild, crazy things, and she's just like hair flip whatever about it but she's brave af so diana just presented something that we did not talk about beforehand so i feel very lame but here's my fun fact for diana that i'll have to step up my game for next week uh diana's first concert was an Everlovian concert at a mall and it just goes to show that one ordinary trip even if it was prepared can be a great trip if you go with diana you know, it was a very monumental moment in my young life, seeing Avril Lavigne perform in the middle of Spring Hill Mall, and we had a horrible view of the stage, and my dad t- picked me and my sister up from our middle school, and my sister was all cool, calm, and collected, and I was, like, hyperventilating in the back of the minivan because I was so excited. I mean... That's the best experience, and I think this is a really good lead-in, because this is our fifth episode, because somehow we've done it, and this week's episode is a two-for-one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And also, Diana, do you want to explain where we both got our ideas for this? Oh, yes. Okay, so Jackie and I had the most fantastic time seeing Death Cab for Cutie about, what was it, like a week ago? Yeah, like two weeks ago. I have no idea when you guys are listening to this, but like, A, thanks for listening. But B, by the time you're listening to it, it will be like several, several weeks ago. But yeah. Like maybe a solid month at that point. Yeah. Both of us love Death Cab for Cutie. Um, And we went to a great concert at the Aragon. It was fantastic, amazing. However, one not so amazing portion of the concert was the opener. Well, there was two openers. The first one was fine. The mid one was, um, and don't like yell at us if you're a huge fan. It was L King, and she has a couple of bops, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's what's that one? It's like X's and O's, really cute, really fun, whatever. Um, but her set was legitimately like an hour long, and it should have been like, oh, I keep saying like again, <laughs> but her set should have been like 30 minutes maximum that would have been plenty of time um but what happened is with that additional like half hour of musical nonsense that we did not sign up for we were able to take that time and cultivate some brand new ideas inspired by that very concert that very performance and that very moment so now both of us have great you know, stories for Netflix, great shows that we are about to pitch to you live this very moment. Also not live because this is previously recorded. I mean, altogether a good time. But yeah, so we decided um, I am going to go first. I, for some reason, have all of the cockamamie ideas. But this idea, Diana and I decided, was a true summer show, which means one season. And if the networks want to pay us for more, cool. But it's intended to be one so the idea for uh mine was that we start the first episode is with a band who's basically just singing in a bar but it's like one of those like bars that's 
perpetually sticky. It's the one that you want to go to when you're in high school, but by the time you actually come of age and come home, you don't want to go to it. And it starts with one member of the band has to make it to the stage. And each episode they get to better and better venues until they're opening for like a jam, uh like pearl jam at madison square garden but each episode the episode fixates on one of the members of the band crawling on the stage like they have to get through the crowd and onto the stage and it just so happens the first episode no one even knows who they are right so it starts very easy there it's mm-hmm. like hey the stage is 10 feet away and there's 14 and a half people in the crowd and only 1.3% of them are paying attention. Exactly. And then it gets like more and more complicated. So a lot of this comes from the fact that not only was like the stage elevated by, I would say like five-ish feet, if not more, there was like a pit area that somebody would have had to like high jump and pole vault over. And in addition to pushing through the crowd, and I thought, well, this would be really funny if somebody tried to get on stage, but like what happens if the person who was trying to get on stage was the performer themselves? Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, pitched, er, I'm picturing this as a America Ninja Warrior type scenario, but sort of like bar rescue, <laughs> like setting wise. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, are, are there going to be like more I, challenges besides just, are there like booby traps or. Oh, 100%. I see this more like Wipeout than I see it as American Ninja Warrior. Like, I don't need to, like, put it on the water, but, like, I do see, like, having to fight, like, your doppelganger before getting on stage. Or, like, you know, you can't get caught on somebody's Snapchat because they're on to you. Like, there's definitely challenges put in place. So getting on the stage gets harder and harder and harder, especially when, like, people become fans of you and, like, mob you because that's a thing. Because people do that with the Rolling Stones, so we can emulate it for TV. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, like, challenging. At first, it's like, oh, I'm just running late. And, like, this is my first show. But, like, when people actually understand what you're doing – it gets harder and harder and harder and the stakes get higher and higher and higher. And it doesn't have to be the same member of the band. So I had this funny idea that you can like nay or you can be like, that's a great idea where the band starts off as a one person band. And let's say there's 10 episodes and then the 10th episode is the 10th member of the band. Like they grow as a band progressively throughout the season of people getting on the stage. So if this series gets multiple seasons by season 10, you're going to have, like, a full-on orchestra on the stage, correct? Yeah, like, why not have, like, an all-out, like, symphony? I love it. You know I was an orchestra kid. I'm not going to fight it. I mean, there's something very funny, too, if they have to bring their instrument. But, like, if there's one thing we, we like, endured during that set where we really didn't care was, like, there was a banjo that kept going awry. So, like, it kept getting brought back out, but it was, like, the same banjo. And when you're, like, oh, somebody could have multiple banjos, no. It was, like, a sound person, like, hurried, scurried on stage in all of their black clothes and then, like, scurried off stage. And then, like, half a song later was, like, this time is better. And they were, like, it better be better. And then it wasn't better. So, like, there's something that's very comical about, like, like can you imagine like there's like no soundtrack or like you're the drummer and like nothing works but like you have to get on stage there has to be like when people say that in stories there has to be a problem in place this provides actual conflict so like the rest of the band will be performing their song but the drummer is still trying to maneuver through the obstacles through the crowd so it's 
you know, Fallout Boy playing, and they're playing Thanks for the Memories, but there's just no guitar line until uh, Patrick Stump gets on stage. Is that the concept? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty much that, where, like, the first time it could be, like, a one person, and then, like, the person also plays a guitar so they're they're carrying their guitar with them and like i'm not saying somebody has to carry an entire drum set but like you get the idea like the tambourine man and things like that but there is something like people did really enjoy rock band and guitar hero and those songs are the songs you hear always so what if it's like a cover band and that's why it's always the opening band Honestly, I love it. I, I want there to be commentators. Like on American Ninja Warrior, I know this is more of a wipeout scenario, but you just have, um, oh my god, what's the name of the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine who plays Sergeant? No, who plays the, Terry Crews? Mm. I feel like he'd be a good commentator. I just love him. He's fun. Um, I do and- enjoy Terry Crews. If you want to be on it, I will be like, yes, Terry Crews, like, please be on it, and we can cut to you for commercial breaks, and you can paint. Oh, I love that. He's very talented. He is a very well-rounded person. Right? I would be his friend. I thought we already are his friend. That's that's a really fair point, Jackie. So, like, Terry Crews, if you're listening, like, we're not only fans, but we're friends, and we already support you, so if you want to support us, you should do that. And Jackie, this is one of the first times you've got an actor's name right on the first try. So you know it's a friendship. True. My mom told me it was, like, cute. And I just want to point out, neither Diana or I are drunk. You might be like, oh, these girls are just drunk and having fun. Turns out you don't need alcohol, folks. This is not a dare commercial. But I just am not very good with names. It's okay. I respect it. Um, so is your show gonna have a host like Terry Crews is our commentator or is he the host and then there's additional commentators what is the vision for that I mean Terry Crews is a one-man band so like I see him kind of being like the Joe Rogan where like he'll he'll sometimes have other people but like that man can actually carry a show on his shoulders like like put the entire show and put it on his shoulders and he'd be like this is fine so like I could see him just like rocking it out and then each week maybe having a couple of different people I think like there should be like satellite people who who either like do the interviews or are the people who are posted in the crowd for it and they have like the found footage or are like live viewing it to other people like live snapchat um Mm -hmm. live streaming twitch twitch is that like the thing i think that's what the youth like slash the colleagues who keep up with the youth yeah which i think like if we wanted to do that we could get people like harley something or other like the guy who does epic mealtime like he'd probably do the show and he could also function as a bouncer do you know who i'm talking about you know i don't do the youtube okay well the guy from epic mealtime he would be great (laughs) And then, like, the other people are, like, I don't really know who's being on, like, Snapchat or, like, any of those things, but I would, like, what? Can you be, like, big on Snapchat? Is that a thing? I mean, can you be big on Vine? And, like, that was a thing. Well, Vine is dead, Jackie. Fair. But, (laughs) I mean, actually, I don't know. I'm not on Snapchat. Yeah, you're not a social media princess. I mean, you're the guru. I mean... Yeah, just I'm so you all know, Diana is the brains behind the operation. That's a lie. That's a bold-faced lie, Jackie. 
I mean, we both contribute, but Diana is the technical wizard for the situation. I don't know if that's true. I still haven't figured out how to buy us a domain name, so. But you do have the accounts on your phone. Okay, you got me there. And, like, the thing is, yes, we have iPhones, so no, you cannot hack into it, but please do not steal Diana's phone just so you can get into our social media. You can, like, hit us up without stealing our stuff. My password for everything is just, I love Beyonce24. I mean, I'm just guessing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, you got my idea for the show. And I'm thinking, again, it's like a summer show. It's 30 minutes. It's one where you're just like, oh, this happens to be on TV. Oh, Terry Crews is there. Of course I want to watch it. But I'm thinking the title is Stand Up. I love or it. Or Get On. Yeah. Something that has, like, up in it and like motion involved but I'm, I'm thinking that's something along those lines and I do really enjoy that the song that you mentioned is like thanks for the memories so like if Fall Out Boy wants to donate us the rights to put that in there I think that would be wonderful because it is very memorable to go to concerts like we both took pictures I think you put some of yours up on your social media and people can link to that But, like, concerts are something that's very special, and until you go to the right concert, I don't think you can get it. Also, fun fact, Fall Out Boy, I count as my real first concert that wasn't at a mall, so I feel like it'd just be beautiful if they did our little theme song for this one. Also, I still really want to meet, like, Pete Wentz and Patrick Stump, and I know it's 2018, but, like, that's still on my, like, life goal bucket list. Maybe it's easier now, though, than it was back then. Do you just, like, send them, like, a LinkedIn message? Like, hey, let's go hang out, friends. I I mean, it couldn't hurt to try. That's true. That's a fair point. Well, I have faith in you. Yeah, my LinkedIn hires all the way. Yeah. And if there's, like, anything you should take away from this, it's that, like, Diana is, like, a true Chicago person because she, like, follow up boy before, like, the world like Fall Out Boy. And yes, that sounds very strange. But Diana actually has seen Fall Out Boy and has seen Fall Out Boy more than once and is very cool. I think it's four times now. Yeah, I'm an OG emo kid, so. <laughs> I mean, that's cred. Like, you got street cred. That's why I wear so much eyeliner. There you go. You learn from the finest. <laughs> oh, I wish emo was still a thing. It was so fun. You know, maybe we'll bring it back. Do you think Hot Topic's doing well in this economy? We do have a friend of ours who does shop at Hot Topic. Are you talking about Robert Benedict? Yes. <laughs> Bobby Scrams does. And I he had a really cool shirt today. Like I noticed it. Yeah. He was like he was like putting like his shirt got raised and I was like he didn't get more tattoos and I was like Rob what is your shirt and it was a really cool shirt and it just happened to be from Hot Topic and yeah we're not even sponsored by Hot Topic but like Hot Topic if you're doing good in the 2018 economy and want to sponsor us even though we are not a visual medium we would be happy to because Hot Topic does have good stuff they do also feel free to send some uh, shirts to Bobby Scrambles he would be a great spokesperson for Hot Topic. Like truly. Bobby Scrams would be a great person for anything and everything, including 
um, taking care of your animals, I just want to say, like, for people who are like, oh, you have a friend who shops at Hot Topic, this is not, like, any friend. Like, our friend Rob is one of, not only, like, the nicest, but the best people. Like, he once babysat somebody's, um, beagle, like, the type of dog that's a beagle, and he went on a walk during the summer with a beagle because he's a good friend and, like, actually takes out animals for walks when he's taking care of them, and he went, like, it was supposed to be a four-mile walk, but after, like, a mile and a half, the dog just stopped. So he's babysitting this person's dog, and he had taken it into his own home. And this is, like, why one of the things that just makes Rob such a special person. Like, most people would just be like, please, dog, get up. Rob carried the beagle for the rest of the walk. I forgot about that story. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but, like... Rob is one of, like, the special people that you just feel really fortunate to meet, and, like, I, that just gives you, like, only one piece of when he was not only a really kind, caring individual, but he was just, like, really kind. He's a good egg, as my mother He's would say. He's a very good egg, and I, and I do notice your pun, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so, guys, you heard my crazy story of, like, stand on up, get on up, get on the stage, um... And I think it would definitely be an ideal summer show. Diane and I both decided on that. And, you know, at the end of the day, we don't have a shortage of, like, instant stars. And we are the generation of instant gratification. So I see this as a win all around. But we want to move on to Diana's idea, which is actually legitimate. Okay. So Jackie brought the great summer show. And I'm bringing you the fall drama. So, back to our concert experience, watching L King for far longer than anyone should. There was this moment, well, this song she performed with one of her guitarists. Also, just to set the scene, like, her guitarist and, like, drummer and all the other bandmates legitimately looked like they walked out of, like, 1975, A Time Machine. They were in polyester suits, and they had, like, the long hair. I was overwhelmed looking white at White pants. Them. You can't forget the white pants. Oh, yeah, white pants. They had a bit of a bell bottom. Um, like, my mom would put that in a Halloween costume for me as a hippie as a child. Like, that was the look. Nonetheless, during her set that was never-ending... She performed this duet ballad thing from her new album. I don't know what it's called. All I know is it was like the most, I don't know if secondhand embarrassing is the right word, but the most like weird thing to watch because she was like staring into her guitarist's eyes. It was very like intimate. It was very um, like, this should be a private moment, but you're singing this really like romance song staring into your guitarist's eyes on a stage in front of, I don't know, a thousand people. But nonetheless, it has spurred our new idea, which is going to be a drama. I haven't thought of the name of it yet. We, we'll have to workshop that. But inspired by like a love triangle scenario where she is, and this doesn't have to be L King. This is just a singer, a folksy rock girl her name could be something that would be on like one of those buds feed like gender neutral baby nameless. I don't Morgan know. Whitney. <laughs> no, that's that's too normal, Jackie. It needs to be like amethyst wildflower 
something. Anyways, and she- wildflower bloom. Yeah, I'm good with that. I I like giving people trash names. One time I, mean, I told is it a trash mom, name though. That's like a beauty name. I don't know. One time I told my mom I would name my future child Sweet Pea, and she was mad at me for a month. I was also like 13, so this was not like a thing that would ever happen. But she was like, "How dare you, Diana?" Also, hi, mom. I know you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but back to the show. So Amethyst Wildflower Bloom is soups in love with her guitarist and the guitarist is just this cool chill 70s vibe dude and he's oblivious like all men typically are and is just like you know what that's i'm just here for the music i'm making like these good bops these good jams i'm just living my truth and if this is like obviously the tension there because she's like, I'm writing these beautiful songs for my guitarist I love. And he's like, oh, shit, this song is so good. I am totally oblivious. It's not about me. But he's secretly in love with like one of the other bandmates. I haven't decided who yet. Maybe the drummer. That's Is that too cliche, Jackie? No, I mean, when does a drummer ever count? Unless you're the drummer who looks like Will Ferrell but isn't Will Ferrell from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh my gosh, that's that's a really fair point, Jackie. I mean, they, the drummer could get their time of day. That's true. They need to have a shining spotlight moment. Mm-hmm. Well, nonetheless, the guitarist is in love with the drummer. The drummer, also oblivious. But the drummer is in love with Amethyst. Great love triangle scenario here. And he's like, let me throw down a dope-ass drum track. No, that's the worst way to describe it. But, like, a cool drum solo. And they're in this weird, like, drum attention situation. But it's obviously playing out on tour. And, like, every night there's these very um, heated performances where Amethyst is, like, doing her little solo, belting it out, trying to be like, notice me, guitarist. And guitarist is like, oh, I'm in love with the music. But also the drummer is trying to do these tool to guitar solos. And then the drummer's like, I'm oblivious. Watch me do a drum solo. And it's very, like, this is wild. But then I want there to just be, like, everyone in the audience is just, like, awkward, awkward, awkward. What's happening? Why are we here? This is just a really weird concert because that's how I felt I mean, that night. I don't want to capture it on film. Yeah, I mean, that works. So, like, this is obviously something that lasts an entire season, if not more. Mm-hmm. Do you see them as, like, an opening band? How old do you think they are? What year do you see it taking place in? Um, I think this should be, like, modern, if not, like, the time frame, if not a little bit, like, prior you know when um what was it like of monsters and men and like the lumineers mm-hmm. like that type of like a couple years ago was it like 2014 2015 when all those bands were were top of the charts and stuff because i'm imagining the band to be somewhat like that and it's okay. a very like behind the scenes like drama romance and you follow them on their like oh you know what it should be it should be their their tour where they're opening for like a major artist Mumford and Sons who knows I just like them because they love banjos um Mm -hmm. and they get like a hit song or something and all of a sudden they go from being like these unknowns opening the first days to like people in the crowd are like 
singing their song and it's they don't know how to deal and it's just drama llama city they're uh being what's the word they're having the drama of their love triangle but now they're having the drama of being a successful band and they have all the pressure from like the record labels and their new stands on twitter being like oh i ship you and you and they're like oh my god what's happening and it's just it's an intimate look inside the mind of a band that has it all but has nothing Ooh, that is a fancy <laughs> fancy byline oh yes and the first season definitely would just be that skyrocketing tour and there has to be some sort of showdown in like the recording booth for the second album where they're trying to like recapture the the magic of the first album that shot them to stardom um but eventually all of them are in the room and they all just have a blow up and they're like you're so stupid why can't you see and it just will either ruin the band or make it better can the bassist who's like also part of the band can he just like randomly be sleeping with their manager and he'd be like when all this is going down, he finally gets really upset when he's like, you guys pay me no attention. You haven't even noticed I've been sleeping with so-and-so for months. Blah, blah, blah. I want it to be like the the bases and the manager secretly got married, but they're not even hiding it. Everyone else is just too caught up to even realize <laughs> it. None of you came to our house warming. We got the good guac for you. Like, <laughs> you got a blender, remember? You complained about how expensive it was. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I forgot. That's the day I wrote a really, you know, sad limerick that I made into a song because I saw the guitarist, you know, talking to the drummer instead of me. Also, I need to think of a name for the guitarist and the drummer. Because we That's obviously. True. Have I mean- um. The guitarist should be Blaine she'd because be like Fender. Everyone... Huh? She'd be like Fender, like the guitar company. Oh, Jackie, that's such a better idea than I had. I mean, what was your idea? I said like Blaine because everyone I know named Blaine is awful. So, like in television, what? in life. So, should it be Fender Blaine or Blaine Fender? No, Fender's a way better name. Because if we have Blaine, I mean, we'll just make Glee references all the time, and I don't want that. No one wants that. Everyone's hurt by Glee one way or another. Okay, so we have Amazon, we have Fender, and then we need, like, the drummer's name. I want the drummer to have, like, a really uh, formal name. I can't talk sometimes. Bartholomew? (laughs) No, like, I don't know, like... Clancy. Hmm. I can work with this. No, I changed my mind. I don't know if I like Clancy. All I think of is like the writer Tom Clancy. Yeah, that's where I went. And I was like, mm, maybe. I don't know. Another gender neutral BuzzFeed baby name. Like one that's normal or one that's abnormal? Somewhere in the middle. I don't know. What Mackenzie? 
I don't think that's gender neutral. Oh, I've known both male and female Mackenzies. <sighs> what about... Okay, oh, I got it. His name is going to be Theodore, but then you can call him Teddy. Okay. Is he named after Theodore Roosevelt? Yes, but not intentionally. It's like they named him after... No, oh my god. They named him after Ted and How I Met Your Mother, but then he just tells them he's named after Theodore Roosevelt because it's way less trashy. I really like that though. That that gives like him so much more like character, some karma. Yeah. When did How I Met Your Mother come out? Right in the middle. Yeah, it came <laughs> out right after Friends ended. So no, that can't work because then the drummer would have to be like thirteen years old. Mm. Who is another famous head? Oh my god, wait. What if his name is Teddy, but he's named after like the teddy bear? What's that one that has like the rain jacket? Paddington. Okay, I'm so much more here for that. That is actually has so much more comedic element than Theodore Roosevelt. Be like, hey, my name is Teddy. Um, it's short for Theodore. Oh, you're named after the president. No, I was named after a teddy bear. Like, much better. I mean, he does have two movies now. That's true. Wasn't like wasn't there a f- company that was in Twitter beef with the Paddington Twitter account? I mean, isn't there always Twitter beef? I uh, know this was like a real thing. Paddington, oh. I'm googling this Twitter fight. I think it was, like, I want to say it was Chili's, but I don't think it was. I mean, Oh, Ryan Reynolds. That was close. You were close. I mean, everybody gave Wendy's, or no, it was IHOP, so much flack this summer. They deserved it. I mean, fair. But I was impressed by corporate Twitters. Like, Denny's has such a good Tumblr, if it's still around and has not been deleted. But, oh, like, Tumblr. You know, what can you do? Okay, so we have Amatha. Oh yeah, back to the Defender, show. Here. Teddy, and then what's their band name? Ooh, it has to be something ridiculous in a annoying hipster way. Hold on, I'm googling Wait, hipster. What is it? Um, you know, in the first Avengers movie, but what is it? The the Tesseract. What? The Tesseract? Did I you ever read um, A Wrinkle in Time? I, yes. Is it, it's in that too. Oh, you know, that was a long time ago. Okay, I'm trying to do the stupid hipster band name generator and it's making me take a quiz. <laughs> it's like, what role do you play in your friendships? I love to make my friends laugh. I'm a peacekeeper, blah, blah, blah. I just want to know what my stupid band name should be. I'm just, well, how many questions must I answer? Oh, my God. I'm just not even. I mean, what if they had a stupid name like all the Star Wars? Oh, my gosh. That seems oh, peak hipster. Oh, I got to the final thing. It says make me hip. 
It says our hipster band name generator should be Antarctic Distance. Oh, I sort of love that. Okay, so is that the show name? No, that's the name of the band. But, like, what's the name of the show? Oh. Okay, well, it could also be the name of the show. Yeah, because Antarctic Distance? I feel there's, like, some sort of metaphor or something. Yeah, can, like, each album be, like, a different continent name? Or a different... And, uh, no, everyone should just be, like, a picture of an iceberg on it. You never know how deep it goes. Oh, my gosh. I think there should be a dramatic scene where they obviously reference Titanic, and they're like, if we were on Titanic and we hit the iceberg... And you were on the door, you wouldn't even move over for me. You would let me float away into the ocean like Jack. And they're like, over that. Yeah. I mean, the Mythbusters did an episode on it. There was room on that door. I mean, I forgot that the Mythbusters just were a thing. I mean, it was very peak 2003. I'm glad they did the math, though. Um, you know, me too. Someone has to do the math. Who's not us? True. So we have Antarctic. Is it dissonance or distant? Well, it said distance, but. Do you like, I like dissonance more. Me too. Okay. So we have the really classy and includes like the tour bus of Antarctic dissonance. And then we have mine, which is basically, get on up. Oh, wait. I have to choose a cast for mine. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. We missed it because you were talking about the costume. I know. We need to stop getting distracted by icebergs. Um, I think for Amethyst, it should be probably Hilary Duff. That's the only one I'll accept because she can sing, too. And then we can sell singles like we did. This is a very genius marketing idea, and I just want to let any executives who are listening know these ideas are not even planned. So imagine what money would do. Right? Listen, Glee had so many albums on iTunes Top 10. They had a tour. I went to it with my sister. It was awful, but we definitely paid money to see it. Um, You know, Arctic Dissonance on tours with Hilary Duff as Amethyst. Okay, Thunder should be. Ooh, you know what? Sean I want who? Sean Mendes. No, he's too young. Okay, because also Sean Mendes was in the third season of the One Hundred, but like only for like a scene because he played a song and then he was in a scene. I'm still on season two, Jackie. You know what? I'm glad you're watching, but remember, don't watch past season three. Okay, or I'll season two. Really. I'll try my best. Um. Oh, okay, so what's the name of the guy in This Is Us? It's the dad, and he's hot, and he's on Gilmore Girls. Milo, Milo, something something with a V, as in Victor. Milo Ventimiglia? I can't say that. I really can't. That's why I said it's something with a V. It would be him. He can't have, like, the mustache, though, that he has in the show. He has to be clean-shaven or a full beard. There's no... Yeah. There's option but he also might be busy with this is us because that is an actual show 
that makes a lot of sense. I mean, this takes place in the future, so... I don't know. But oh, the drummer needs to be someone with really good hair, because all drummers have good hair. I thought some drummers have no hair. It's really a dichotomy. So who are you thinking that has, like, really good hair? Mm. Other than the guy from Mean Girls. Oh, that's really fair. I don't know. Let me think this over. This is the hardest part, honestly, of this whole process. <gasps> like, I'm just thinking of good hair, and all I can think of is, like, Zac Efron, but he would not be the right He right has choice. to be, like, the person in front. He cannot be a drummer. He's too beautiful to sit all the way in the back. Yes. Um... Oh, what about the guy from Game of Thrones? Kit Harrington, right? No, okay, yeah. no. Kit oh, Harrington was in the movie Pompeii with Emily Browning and the guy from 24, Jack Bauer, who always saves the day. And yes, I know his name is Kiefer Sutherland, but he will always be Jack Bauer. I would rather have um, the King of the North, um, his brother, Rob Stark. Oh, just- oh my God. What's his name? Madden? Some- Rich-, Rich Madden? Mm-hmm. I would much rather have him as a drummer. It would add a lot more cuts. It would add a lot more spirit to the show if it was him. Wait, I remember. No, wait. What about Ryan Gosling? Isn't he in a band? I mean, he played the stuff in La La Land. Okay, no, I've changed my mind. I think Ryan Gosling should be the drummer, and then the bassist should be Richard Madden. Okay. Like, does that sound like a solid cast? Yeah, but who is the tour manager who that character is, like, already married to? Oh. What's the name of the girl who married Nick Jonas? Priyanka Chopra? Yeah, I always forget what her first name is. She is the tour manager. Okay, so we have Priyanka Chopra and Hilary Duff as the two leads. And then we have Richard Madden is his name? Yeah, I googled it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have him. We have Jesse from Gilmore Girls, whose name is in real life is Milo with a V for his yeah, last name. We're so sorry, Milo, if you're listening to this, which you obviously are. I mean, and you're beautiful. Just start there. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then Ryan Gosling. Okay. And it, Ryan Gosling is just, hey, girl. That's all he has yeah. to say. Jackie, did I tell you about my friend from college, Becky, had a Ryan Gosling Tumblr? Was it that was the like, one who ended up in French Vogue? Yeah, it was like Ryan Gosling, Disneyland, and cats, and she would just randomly photoshops of Ryan Gosling and Disneyland with cats. She was a graphic design major. It was amazing. It's still the best Tumblr in existence, and she was in French Vogue, which is iconic. Not only is that iconic, but it also gives me hope. Maybe one day we'll be in French Vogue. I mean, I will not, I will settle for something that's not French Vogue. Like, I'm not sure how many Vogues are out there and how many Madonna has already conquered because she is very good at voguing. But I think this is like an excellent segue that if like Katz and Ryan Gosling on a random Tumblr circa 2013? Like 2013, 2014. So if that can make French Vogue, I have full, I have quarter faith in us that we could get, like, recognized by someone else. And Diana, where are the best places for people to find us so then they can put us in things that are fancy like French Vogue or, like, not so fancy but totally fun? 
Right. So if you are a Hollywood executive, please DM us on the Twitter, the Instagram. We have an email account. It's hireshollywood at gmail.com. Um, and just be like, hey, we would love to buy the rights to Arctic Dissonance or Jackie, what did we decide the final name for yours was? Stand on up. Stand on up. And you're like, <laughs> I, need, I need a hit summer show and I need a hit fall drama. Just holla at us. Just slide into the DMs. We don't buy so far the only emails I've gotten to our Gmail account are all spam, but it's fine. We're at least we're getting them, you know? And if you want to like slide into our DMs because you want to host with us, we're still trying to figure out how that's gonna look because we just this episode is episode five, which is a true congratulations to us for getting our act together and for sharing our creativity with the world because we have a lot of it, much to a lot of the annoyance of our colleagues. But if you do have an idea and you're like, man, these girls are really cool and man, they're really up to something or really, whoa, man, um, hit us up because we're trying to figure it out. So we want to collaborate with you. Yes. Um, Well, thanks, pals, for listening to us. And um, until next time in Pizza Crust We Trust.